0: go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Meara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison.
1: Here we are, Up For A Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within.
2: I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. Um, so let's talk about the way some people have done some amazing things in business. Uh, and one of them is my very good friend Rachel Birmingham, who was the brains behind Four Ingredients. I don't even know when that started, Rachel. I remember it was, um, gosh, how many years ago. But anyway, we'll get to that. But I've known Rachel for a long time. Rachel and I met at an event back in the year 2002, 2003. And we've um, done business together. We've been friends together. We've um, done lots together. But Rachel to me is the epitome of somebody who has put the hard work in and has got the results. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much. Hi everyone. Thanks Cindy for having me. So let's, let's start back when you started your first business. Was that the um, travel agency back in the year
1: 19? Uh, Yeah, no, it was actually back. Oh gosh. Okay. So I was 19 when I first had my first business and that was a hairdressing salon. So I started the first mobile hair salon on the Sunshine Coast.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't even realise you did that
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, it took a year to, you know, it took a few months to get it through council because they didn't have any such thing as a mobile hair salon back, back in those days. And I wanted the flexibility and I wanted to, I guess, you know, have fun with business and not being in business obviously at 19 years of age um I didn't know a lot about business but I just you know worked really hard and built it up to what became a seven day a week business and sold it a year later and went to play for a while down at the Gold Coast (laughs) and you know how to play I know that I do know how to
2: play Even now at 46 I still know how to play. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. I um, you know how to that's what, one thing about you Rachel is that you know how to create um, a business and have a lifestyle at the same time. So then your your next business was when?
1: Um, so thereafter I went to uh movie world, water world, became a shark diver for three years and fed the sharks and whatnot, had a bit of a play, but, um, it wasn't, I mean, it was fun and it was great for a young single girl and, and, you know, exploring different parts of the, you know, the, the Queensland and things like that. And, and of myself as well, but, um, there was just something that wasn't, in, you know, there was just something I needed to do. And, I, I, you know, at that age you really struggle to, to figure out what it is that you need um, because you don't even know yourself at that point, you know. You're still learning about yourself and what you need and what you want and all that sort of stuff. But um, I, I was at Underwater World and I remember it was 5 o'clock in the morning, it was freezing cold in the middle of winter and I was putting on that wetsuit ready to get into the water and um, clean out the shark tank in the aquarium. And, I thought, geez, this has been fun, but I can't see myself doing this as a 60-year-old person. And I just thought, wow, I just wonder what I will do. And I really had no idea what that looked like. But um, I had heard somewhere on the grapevine, you know, how you hear great things from time to time, if you're open to it, if you're listening, if you're aware, um, that someone said, look, if you don't know what you want to do, the best thing to do is to start writing and start, you know, getting a list together. So I did that and I started writing a list and figuring out what it is that I wanted to, you know, explore, I suppose. You know, things. stupid things were on the list, like stationery. I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, see what it was like to be behind a desk. I've never been behind a desk before and I wanted to still work with people and I wanted to do a bit of travel. So that led me into travel and um, I became a flight centre consultant, travel international travel consultant with them for five years. And then I thought, you know, that, that was fantastic and um, it was a, a great learning experience for me. It was amazing. Um, but then I just thought, I just felt I could, you know, there's always that drive. Some people just, you know, it's it, it, it's not enough to work for somebody. I wanted to see how I could go for myself. And because I've been in business, I was really interested in, in building um, something from nothing again. So I decided to open up my own travel agency and that was my next foray into business. So I was 26, 26 when I when I started in um, travel.
2: Wow. And tell us what year that was. Actually, I wasn't 26 come to think of it. I, I was
1: 30... 30 I was 30 years of age. That's right. I was 30 and that was the year. So I started the agency, It took me ages and lots and lots of money, hundreds of dollars to start it. Um, but we started it. It was going like a, a cracker, a firecracker. It was fantastic. And then three months later um, from opening the doors, September 11 hit.
2: Yeah. And that, it was not a good time for travel when September 11 hit. Everything started to crash around um
1: Uh, yeah it was it was tough it was really really tough um and even though I had travel experience I I still didn't really have a lot of business experience so for me it was really about getting sunk into the deep end and I was the I was part of the Jet Set franchise and I was the last franchise in Queensland to open its doors and um, weirdly enough because of you know, getting down and hard and and working really hard and, and trying new things and testing new things and and um, learning and learning and reading and reading um, different things. I was actually the last one to close my doors too, so which was weird because I should have been the first one to close my doors, <laughs> being the newest kid on the block. But um, it was a, it was an interesting time and I learned a lot most importantly at that at that period and with that business I learned a lot about marketing and that's where um I had no idea about marketing beforehand I didn't know what it was so I thought marketing and advertising were the same thing in fact that's how little I knew about it but it certainly taught me a lot about marketing and it taught me a lot about what you need in order to bring business into your world and how to go out there and get it um a lot of people will see me and go, "Oh, you know, she's really extroverted and and she's really outgoing and she knows how to talk people." But you know what? That's not naturally who I am. I'm actually a very sort of laid back, quiet, cruisy type of girl, and I don't. I find it. I find myself very awkward um, at times, and to go out there and get the business in terms of marketing was not a natural thing for me to do, and it took everything I had sometimes. And I was way outside my comfort zone at, at, at many times, like multi, millions of times probably. And um, But um, there's a lot of marketing strategies out there. And I just started with the ones that I felt most comfortable with and tried and tested those, um, held on to what worked and, and threw out what didn't work and just kept going from there. And and as time went on and throughout the course and even up to this day, you know, you still learn about marketing strategies and things like that. And some of them will be really, really uncomfortable for you. And you think, oh, my gosh, that's just freaking me out. I just can't even imagine doing that. But, but um, what I've noticed also over the years, over the past, you know, 15, 20 years or whatever it is, is that um, that's where the gold is, you know, wow. stepping into those places and, and pushing yourself and, and pu- putting yourself in a situation that is not, not natural to you, not comfortable to you, that, ma- that can make you feel so nervous that you feel sick. Um, you know, that's really where the gold has been.
2: Yeah, I remember you saying to me one day, um, I think you were trying to get on a current affair and you just said that you would just persistently and consistently ring um, the department and you knew that one day there would be somebody else in the chair apart from this person who kept saying no to you. And one day that person was in the chair and they said yes to you. And I I remember that so vividly, um, you sat telling me that. And I think that... In my way of thinking, you know, writing the book for me was the beginning of of my career going up and that was the easy part. And I had marketed, that, that was 1998, and I had marketed that book <laughs> consistently since 1998. So I'm with you, Rach. I, know, I think marketing is probably the most important part of any business and if they fail to do it, then they're failing um, in business, really, because it's it's something you you have to put your, you you know you have to put yourself out to in order to do it. Whether that be radio, television, newspapers, speaking, um, and now there's we've got social media. Because back in those days, there was no social media.
1: There's no social media, and now I mean, marketing is 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 easier for a person who who I was. Uh, because you don't have to do that face-to-face as much as what you, you know, you did back then. Um, I think one of the bit, one of the, the, there was two things back in those days. that still drives me that still, that still that is a, such an important part of my world. And one is, Something that Barry Bull once said to me. He said to me, No only means no today, it doesn't mean no tomorrow. And th- that guides me. That guides me. And every time I get a rejection, I think, Well, you know what? That's one ticked off. That's one ticked off. I might have a few more to go, I may not, but that's one ticked off, and I'm one step closer to the yes. And the other thing is, when you have immense passion for something, when you feel a thousand percent and believe in a thousand percent what you're doing, that passion will drive you. And that passion can also be more, um, it, it can overwhelm and override the fear that you feel. And that, that's the best way to use it. That is the best way to use it. So when you're, when you're scared, when you feel sick and you, or you've got to do a cold call or something like that, um, it's not natural for you, just think about it being bigger than you. The message that you are conveying, the product that you have, the service that you have, it's bigger than you. And this is what I say to a lot of the authors I mentor as well, you know, the, the story that you have inside you, that 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 story, that message, you know, you are the conduit. You are just the person that is relaying it and in a language that is attractive and appealing and connects with other people that the real heart and soul of what you're doing is greater than you you are you are just the person at b you know you're taking that a message and you get to that c lot of people you are the b you are the connector and the 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 best way to understand it is to make sure that you know who who those C people are, who the target market is, so that you can speak in their language. And it's then it just folds into all about being in a relationship with someone. It just, you know, a lot of people, you know, authors, when they're going for media or, you know, when they're talking to bookstores or a business person will come to me and they say, oh, you know, you know I'm mentoring a business person and, and helping them, Get grow their business and, and so forth, and I'll say to them, you know, who are you talking to? And they will say, oh, I'm going to be talking to this this person, you know, and it's a, usually it's a high high end person, and they're so nervous and they're so scared and they they're freaked out and they you know they're all over the shop. And I say to them, you know what? You're not talking to that person. You're talking to Cindy, who is a mum of three. You know, three kids. Yeah. She is uh, passionate about health. She is um, loves her friends. She loves her family. She loves to do this. She loves to do that. You know, think about the other people as people, and people forget that. You know, we forget that. But you're talking to a person that is that is feeling probably sitting up at night at you know one o'clock in the morning and they're and they're worried about something, you know, and you, your message, your product, your can help them rest easy at night, you know, and that's that's where you've got to come from. You've got to come from a feeling space instead of a thinking space so often in business.
2: Yeah, I think um, you hit the nail on the head there is that a lot of us think that um, you know that someone might be high profile or they're, you know, they're the best in this or the best in that. But they are, they're, they're normal people. They are, you know, they have relationships. They have, like you said, children. Um, they, they lay awake worrying and we're all like it. And, and if we go in with that in mind, it just helps. It just, it really, really helps.
1: It does help. And the other thing that you've got to remember in business and everybody needs to is that, it doesn't matter whether you're an accountant, any, any mentor, whether they're an accountant, whether they're a, a business coach, whether they're a hairdresser, um, it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter what you do. There is one thing we have in common in when we're in business and that is we are solving a problem for somebody. And if you can get your head around that and tailor make all your marketing with that in mind it is helpful and I've just finished um just penned out I, I haven't, haven't even told you it's in but um just penned out my last uh, my last uh, what is that number 11 book or thing number 10 book I can't even remember now and it's that um how to market you and I'm going to release it in January but um that one of the things I, I I say in that is that you have to Think about the problem that you're solving for people, and if you market really well, you need never sell. You know, it's a, it's a very important thing to think about because if you set set all your correspondence up, all your communication, the the way you come across in over the phone or with people, if you have everything planned and and, and structured, tailor made to you and your Way of delivering your characteristics, your personality, and then just bling it a little bit or tweak it a little bit. The message can be made and, and conveyed very re, in a, a super relaxed way, in a super appealing way, um, with relation with emphasis on relationship. And then it's not like a sell, you know. Ninety percent of the the marketing I do is not selling it's not selling it's just everything else up to that point and you
2: get everything else up into that point right and the last bit is just a conversation and you know what the solving of the problem you write is that common point and for the functional nutrition uh, academy students and graduates the problem they're solving is a huge problem in this world and that's the problem of, of health. So they know that there are, there are millions of people out there that are, that are possibly their clients and they, yeah. and they have the answers. You know, it's about, you know, getting back to, to natural health. It's about eating the right foods. And, and, but they have the science behind it also. So, you know, they've got that going there. Yeah. Um, when we met, Rachel, we, um, we actually met at Wildly Wealthy Women, um, which were two women, Dittner Boholt and Sandy Foster, who were trying to get Wildly Wealthy Women um, on the, you know, on the scene. Yeah. <laughs> and you came along. I think they had a couple of people in for their conference and you came along. And I think there was like 500 people at that conference um, after you, you know, did the marketing. Would you that like was- such a good, that was such a good time, hey? Mm-hmm. We just had such a good time.
1: That was, um, that was me. Okay, so to put you in the picture, and, and I know you know this, but I know you want me to share it, mm-hmm. so I will. But um, that was, that was about two weeks after I closed the Jet Set travel doors and was facing bankruptcy um, because the the debt the business debt I had was two hundred eighty thousand dollars and my solicitor said to me, Oh for God's sake, Rachel, just go bankrupt. This is ridiculous. You know, um, you're not going to pay all that money off and blah, blah, blah. And then, this other girl came to me and she, you know, she said, oh, can you give me some pointers on marketing? Because the marketing I was doing was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it actually kept us alive for longer than any other Jet Set agency. All the ones that were 10 years and plus were folded and we were still alive and they were saying, how, do you, how are you doing this? How, do you do, how are you doing this? But ultimately, you know, it w- would have been a hard ride to get back from in a quick way and I'm all about being getting there quickly. So um I ended up shutting the doors and um, you know, did a bit from home and did a lot of marketing and did very well in marketing actually um at that point. And then this girl came over and she said, Can you help me with some marketing? I've just got this business and that I need to market for. Said, I'm out of my depth I don't know what I'm doing. And I said, Yeah, sure. So I gave her a bit of help and then she went over and she saw the, the directors being Dittner and Sandy and said, Look, you know I'm not the right person for this, but I do know the right person for you guys. So I met with them and they said, look, we've got two people on this conference. We want 450 people at this conference. Can you do it? And I said, well, yeah, I can. I can do it. And they said, um, okay, well, you know, I said, well, what's the pay going to be? In, in, because I, I was interested in it at that time. Now I know that's the wrong wrong question to ask straight up (laughs) but for me with it with the debt I needed to know and they said oh well we're not going to actually pay you and I went oh okay well how does this work then (laughs) and they said oh you'll get a commission for every person that you um that you know comes on board as a result of your marketing and then comes to the conference so I said oh okay and I had to really think about it and um because you know I was nervous I had I had I was crushed a little bit. I was a bit bruised, you know, from my, my jet set travel demise. And um, I thought, well, you know, I know everything I need to do, but can I do it? And I suppose it was just, you know, taking that leap of faith and having a go. So I went to them and I said to them, look, I can do this, but I need to know a lot of questions. And the first thing I need to know is who is your target market? And they said, well, women. And I said, yeah, but, but who are they? And they said, I don't know. So we sat there and we extrapolated that out to figure out who the market was, you know, to know them intimately, to know them back and forth and then some, you know, so that I could actually get my head around who I was talking to and then structure the language and the marketing campaign and implement it to suit you know, the, the person we were trying to get to. And, um, yeah, that was amazing. So, you know, I went out and I did all the marketing. I put all the marketing out there. I called TV stations and, and programs and radio and newspapers and, you know, did press releases and and worked like a little Trojan right through, you know, sometimes until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning um, because that's what you can do without kids, folks. <laughs> 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 and uh, that was pre-Jackson, yes. who's now 11 and a half, almost 12. Weren't you um, pregnant? Were you pregnant at that point? No, about? I was not pregnant at that point. I got pregnant in the course of that, though, yes. I so. <laughs> yeah, so the first Wildly Wealthy Women Conference. No, I was not pregnant, but um, uh, I remember going to New Zealand with them and doing the same thing over there and getting the word out there and getting you know, bums on seats at conferences over there and meeting all these amazing ladies. And, yeah, that's that's when I found out I was pregnant. So that's when mm. I went to more business coaching and, and marketing coaching and um, things like that. So I did my executive coaching certificate Mostly at three o'clock in the morning while I was pregnant with Jackson, and they said, "Oh, it's going to take twelve months." I said, "I don't have that time. I'm going to be having a baby, and I want it all done and dusted by then." So, I did it all in five months flat. So, um, but yeah, that was great. That was wildly wealthy women was an amazing concept. Um, there was a lot of women that got much more than property, um, education out of wildly wealthy women. They got a, a whole different way of looking at the world, and and they just got a whole. Um, new power about themselves and it was a delight to be involved in. it was fantastic because I met you know got to meet awesome amazing ladies like yourself and and many others and um, yeah that that first conference we booked out within a a few weeks it was just crazy but that was through marketing and sheer hard work and and understanding and being really interested about who we were talking to about who you know who that person was. I needed to get to, and, and what 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 lit them up. What was their What were their challenges? What were they worried about? What were their hobbies? You know, I really wanted to know them, and I think that's a big portion of business. You really, you know, I'm genuine genuinely interested in who, the people I deal with, and and the people I look after, and the people I help them in things like that. I'm genuinely. Um, their biggest cheerleader as well, you know. I, I feel their pain. I've cried on the phone with them, you know. Um, mentoring them, and I think it's um, it, it's such a. To me, I'm I'm so grateful for to be able to do, you know, have that way and have that level of business because it's just so. Oh, it's just such a gift. You know, it's a gift for me as much as it is them. You know, I know that I help them, but it's a gift for me to be able to do this and to, you know, have fallen on my ass a few times and and got back up and dusted myself off and then and then gone again and achieved great things. You know, it is amazing. It's um, the Four Ingredients story is an incredible story. You know, it's still the biggest selling cookbook um, in Australian history over the past ten years. The four Ingredients and. It's just, um, it's through sheer hard work. You know, I'm not in four ingredients anymore as most people would already recognize something out of it a few years ago to concentrate on book production and mentoring women and, and things like that in business and in life. And um, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing that you can actually, I think one of the things that people forget in business is they get disconnected from themselves and they forget to put themselves in into their business but not make it all about that you know it is uh, some people say balance is for ballerinas but I just firmly believe that if you have a fair few things in place then when life happens and when things do come into your world and they do upset it um they do kind of put you off balance for a little bit but not a lot you know um So I've found that balance, but it it took years to find it. And I suppose the biggest thing for me is that most people in business, they, the ones that do really well, um, and that I've found that they have great success through when I'm, you know, helping them is that they understand who they are and, a part of business success and a big part of business success is in knowing who you are, knowing when you're most productive, knowing how you work, knowing what you're really good at. um, And knowing that, that you've got to keep the heart and soul in business and you've got to keep your heart and soul in it as well. And um, that makes a, a good business. Great. It makes a good business great and many things can come from that as well. Um, It's important to recognise that you need to get up and you need to put effort into it. You know, it's no good having a blueprint for business success if you don't actually implement it or you don't actually know that you've got to put your effort into it. You know, one of the biggest reasons why my wheels fell off in business and I did, you know, end up going bankrupt was because I, I had too many... Things going on in business. I had uh, I had too many people around me in business as well. You know, I was listening to too many people, and I was giving giving too much of my business to other people to look after. And I kept took my eye off the ball and entrusted too much, and I made it too complicated, way too complicated. Business. The the most um, I, in business now. I'm the happiest. Been because it's so ridiculously, and I'm, I'm telling you, it is ridiculously simple. It is ridiculously simple. How I've set my business up, how I operate it, how I go about it is insanely and ridiculously simple. And um, it's in keeping it simple that has given me quality of life and it's given me um, a happiness and a and a, I guess, oh, geez, I'm not even sure, I don't know what the word is, but it's just peaceful. It's peaceful. It's stress-free. I'm not overwhelmed. Um, I don't get the stress and the angst and I don't get pissed off or, you know, any of that, you know. I just keep it it really super simple. I've got a very small, passionate, dynamic team that I hardly ever see. They hardly ever see me uh, because I've recognised that, I work best by myself and I work best if I have my team but they're working in their own best places too. So we all generally work from home and we've got such balance because we can work around our kids. You know, if something comes up like, you know, Jackson's got a swimming carnival next week, it's it's a no-brainer for me. You know, Um, I'll go to Melbourne and I'll do a speaking event Wednesday night, and I'll come home Thursday morning, and I'll pop off to his speak his swimming carnival. Now, once upon a time in business, that would have freaked the hell out of me just thinking about that, because um, you know it would have taken a lot of coordination, lots of staff, and lots of this and lots of that, and lots of you know this, that, and the other. And um, I just don't have that anymore. It's just really simple. It's just like, yep, I can do that, and or no, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> So um, it's just about knowing yourself and what you really want. Forget about what everybody else is doing and come at it from a place of heart and soul, but also strategy. You know, strategy is a big part of business. Scheduling is a big part of business Um, and making sure that you are following up every single time and keeping that passion alive, you know, making sure that you've got enough time and space for yourself Um, And I'm not talking about time and space for you and your kids or you and your partner or you and your friends. No, I'm talking about space for yourself um, to evolve and grow and balance out and, you know, recharge
2: and and things like that. So you can be at your best for everybody else as well. And that's one of the things that we spoke about before we even started um, recording is that um, it is about you growing personally, and you need that time to grow personally you know the, so do you want to discuss that Rachel why you think that this is about personal growth more than anything else?
1: Yeah well, I recognize that fairly early you know when I was pre jacks well when I was pregnant with Jacks um, I recognized when I was doing my executive coaching one of the ladies there one of the senior coaches from America she said um, any time someone comes to you for business coaching, um, it's going to be about twenty five percent business and about you know seventy five percent personal, and it really is about getting your personal ducks in a row first, and then everything else just sort of slots into place. And it does, and it has done, and and it consistently does. But you know we are growing, we are changing, we are evolving, we are um being becoming different. Every single day, every single day. So, you know, if someone comes to me with a five-year plan of business, I, I just go, you know what, we're not even going to bother with that. And they go, oh, you know, like my business coach said we needed a five-year plan. No, we're not going to need a five-year plan. We're going to need a 12-month plan because you know why? This time next year you're going to be different again. And knowing yourself and having this space in your world and in your week to – to make sure you are connected to who you are is important because one, you make better choices and two, you can make better decisions based on where you are actually going because you know where that is. Uh, So many people I talk to don't know where they want to be this time next year. So many people I talk to don't have a budget. So they they spend willy nilly, and that's another thing I can talk about too. Um, if you're an extravagant person like I am, generally as a rule, um, that can that can really do you in in business. So you have to keep a good, really good handle on your budget, and you've got to have one. Um, you know, if they don't have if they if they're doing all this marketing but don't have a marketing plan, then that's that's another real poor choice you know in business so there's only a few things that you really need in business and um one of them is to know where you where you want to be next year not worry about what your friends are saying or your partner's saying or your family's saying uh, or anybody else for that matter but really understand what it is and where you see yourself this time next year and what that looks like and then get yourself out of the road, you know because There's beliefs, there's habits that we've formed and uh, grown and taken on board all of our lives. But if you have the space in your world to reconnect every week, then you then you can look at those objectively and say, you know what, I've believed this for all of these years, and you know what, it's just bullshit. I don't even actually really believe in it. I don't even know why I'm making this decision or doing this based on a belief I don't even have. It's a hand-me-down or it's passed to me or in some shape or form it probably served you. But um, when you're connected with yourself, you keep tapping into who you are now and who who you're becoming rather than who you were. And so the connectivity of who you are is super, super important because it's It helps you have balance in your life. It helps you make better decisions to where you're going. It helps you understand what you're here to do, what your purpose is. It helps you reconnect with your passion. It helps you have better relationships and it helps alleviate stress. And as you know, Cindy, when you're stressed, when you are um, overwhelmed, You know that creates inflammation in the body, and then of course that creates disease. So you know, people, you you, if you're going to be talking about writing a best-selling book, you want to have written one. If you're going to be talking about health, you want to be making sure that your health is is optimum. If you're going to be a a personal trainer, the the first thing you want to do is make sure that your body is in in shape and it is informed because you're you're a role model. You're you're when people look at you, they go, "Yep, that's where I want to be." You know. So when people are talking about health and they're seeing someone really healthy and and whatnot, well, they're thinking, "Yep, that's where I want to be." Look, that she's got all this energy. She's she's happy. She's balanced. She's got a good lifestyle. She's making money. She's got a good relationships. She's got a a great Um, partner, et cetera, et cetera. Yep, okay, that's where I want to be. So you've got to epitomize that. You've got to step into it. Um, And it's not easy. I'm going to tell you now, stepping into who you really are it cannot it is not the easiest thing in the world to do because most people fear themselves. Most people shut down the not so attractive portions of who they are. You know what, everybody's got shit in their lives. Everybody's got the dark side. Everybody's got things that they're not exactly happy with. But you know what, that's life. And and I think that people put too much weight on the perfectionism of who, you know, the community is. Forget community. Just, you know, focus on who you are, what you want. Who you want to have in your world in terms of friends and partners and everything else what that what your business looks like you know yes you 've got a blueprint and it's a basic blueprint but how you implement it and how you go about it that is all you so without knowing who you are you can't you can't connect properly because on another level people are Hearing your words, but they're feeling something else from you, and they're feeling just—they're just like, mm, you know, what? She seems really nice, but there's just something—I don't know. There's just something not right. Even if they're not consciously thinking of it, you can bet your bottom dollar that they'll be thinking about it unconsciously. And so, everything needs to be in line. All those ducks need to be in a row, and it has to
2: start with you. Yeah, I—I I couldn't agree with you more, Rach. I—I I really think that. Um... You know, when you're congruent, and I guess that's the word we're looking for here is when we're congruent and we walk our talk and we become a role model, um, then it's, it's visually we see more than we hear. So um, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, one of the things that we did talk about was um, scheduling. And I remember you being the Till of a Hun of schedulers. <laughs> Would you like to like, you were amazing. I, I have this hour here free. I can do that. Uh, no, I'm with Jackson that day. Um, no, I'm. So, how do you do your scheduling? Like I've done um, a default diary for them doing their education. You know, saying that you put aside time for your education. So, you know, you work back to figure out when you graduate. Um, so that's just in the in the education. So, okay,
1: yeah. Talk about your scheduling. Okay. Well, you know, there's two different, two different ways. I mean, obviously if you've got children, it's going to be different to someone that who, who doesn't have children. I'll say that straight off the bat, you know, having been there, done that. Um, I, if you haven't got children you can be more structured um and but but time is important you know you do have to be ruthless with your time absolutely and i am i am ruthless with, with my time because i can't get it back and it is important and and that provides me with balance as well so um with children it it you know, most, most of the time, um, when I'm working with someone, particularly children with l- like little children that don't go to school or, you know, maybe go to kindy or, you know, go to their, grandparents place once a week or something like that um there is a different type of schedule every person is different but i'll tell you this the first place that you start is with prioritizing so um first of all you've got to have a bloody schedule for a start you'd be surprised how many people just have it up in their head and i think oh my gosh i personally used to do that too but um being an entrepreneur or entrepreneurial i should say um you I'm a, I'm a very creative person super creative so for me to get into my technical zone and you've got to have the yin and yang in that in business yes you can be creative but you, you definitely need to have some sort of technical ability as well or, or skill that you've got to learn if you haven't already learned it and um so the thing for me is first of all have a schedule secondary you need to look at your priorities, list them out, see see what your priorities are. Of course, um, you know, if you just take mine, for instance, the first thing on my list is my family. Um, they're my first priority. Second to that is me. Um, I'll put my stuff in after that. And then thirdly is the, then comes the business, etc., cetera, et cetera, So when I'm doing a schedule, I think, right, okay, my family's first, right, go to the school calendar, see what's on at school, see what the kids have, um, see what's going on there. Book all that in now. Book it, all, book, book it all in now. So it's not forgotten. I put it in my iPad, um, my iPhone rather. And that is, um, I'm on the cloud. Everybody knows about the cloud, I'm sure. But it's, you know, your online storage and everything sort of, you know, syncs to each other. So my, everything I put in my iPhone goes straight to my laptop, goes straight to the cloud as well. So I can access it if I, you know, something happens to my laptop or my phone. I, I've still got it there. I know what I'm doing, when I'm doing, how I'm doing it, phone numbers and, and all that sort of stuff and when kids' carnivals are on and blah, blah, blah. So the kids' stuff goes in first, then comes my stuff. Right, every morning, uh, four, four to five times a week, I go to the gym. So I drop the kids off to school. I go straight to the gym. I do my gym for, you know, 45 minutes. And then I come home, have a quick shower, and then I go and do whatever else I need to do. So, um, and you know, some some days, um, you know, usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is um, all my mentoring days. So I'll have mentoring on in on all or any of those days and then I block out time to write um if I'm writing a book this year I'm just, well, I've just finished two books I know I love this in doubles I love things two up twins and whatnot so why not write two books at the same time said no one ever
2: um, <laughs> no I,
1: I just did it <laughs> the last eight months I've just done two books so yeah just finish those and they're at design now um
2: So just before you go on, I just, uh, we've only talked about Jackson. we haven't talked about the twins. She has three children, everybody. She's not one,
1: she has three. Yeah, I've got three, three boys, Jax who's 11 and Bowie and Casey who are twins who are six and they're boys of course and then yep. my partner has two boys too so effectively every second weekend we've got two six-year-olds two 11 year olds and a 14 year old all boys in the house so oh imagine...
2: my gosh, right. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be
1: crazy? but it's great it's really great and as you know with kids it, it's just life it brings such life to the family yeah. yes you do want to kill them sometimes but you know mostly they're okay so um yeah so then I book in, you know, my business stuff there I book in, you know, interviews, I book in speaking, I book in mentoring, I book in writing, I book in administration. Um, anybody that knows me is going to laugh hilariously at that, but because I hate administration, absolutely hate it with a passion. I know some people, people are really, really good at it, but I, it's a skill I've had to learn, but. I'll be glad, I'm super glad to say I have implemented um, such the most simplistic systems now and I tell you what, it's a breeze, you know. I used to to procrastinate on because, you know, when you're not good at something, that's generally what you will do, you'll procrastinate on it. So don't do that. Just find an easier way. Just find a simpler way, one that works for you and then it's easy. So, you know, it's no more than two hours a week for me and my administration is done and dusted and that's paying and accounts and the whole shebang. So, which is awesome. Um, and then, you know, other things that, you know, for instance, you know, you might go and get your eyelashes tinted or whatever else it may be, or, You know, catch up with a girlfriend. I book in a, at least, you know, two or three times a, week, uh, a month, you know, to catch up with a girlfriend that I love and mm-hmm. or girlfriends that I love so I could keep that relationship and, and make sure that I'm there. And 2.30 at the school, you know, I've got a call time at 2.30 at the school, so I'm waiting for the kids. I've got half an hour to do all my callbacks. And if I don't have any callbacks, well, that's when I'll also connect with my girlfriends. So if you ever want to get me on the phone, 2.30 is the go. <laughs>
2: You that?
1: <laughs> and when you're working at home, you know, if you're writing a press release or if you've got to do something that's really, you know, you've got to concentrate on if you're marketing, that's your work time. And I suppose over the years, my girlfriends have all just, they they just all get it. Cause they are all just like, not, you know, like you, you know, i not, I can't do that because I'm doing this or yes, I can do that, but I can do it at this time. So when someone, you know, having your schedule on your phone is my biggest saving grace because if I'm going anywhere and someone says, Oh, you know, can we catch up with a co- for a coffee and do such and you know, can I talk about this, that and the other, you know, uh, one, I don't do coffee. So don't ask me for that. If you ask me for a boost juice or a raw energy juice, I'll be there in a heartbeat. But, um, you know, it, that that sort of stuff, yes, I can, but I can do it in, in this time. So it's just educating people. It's the same thing as if you're working from home like I do. You don't have the door open. You know, you don't answer the phone if it's personal. You just don't. you just got to discipline yourself and you've just got to think to yourself, you know, I if I do this, you know, it's like writing a book. Okay, well, you know what, three months. Head down, top three months. Yes, it's going to be painful. Yes, it's going to be a bit challenging. But you know what? It, you you will do it. I mean, you know, if if you like Cindy and I, who do it by ourselves, but then you know, I just wish wish from time to time, you know, especially in the last eight months, that I had a mentor like myself that could hand help handhold me the whole way through and, and pull me kicking and screaming through some of the most challenging bits and just get it done and stop being painful, you know, getting myself, letting myself get in the way. And you do, you do let yourself get in the way. But remember, you let yourself, if you let yourself get in the way of doing things that are over and above what you've ever thought that you could do or would do, just remember this, you're acting out. It's you acting out, you sabotaging yourself and you creating situations that that um, are, are not, valuable that you know they're detrimental rather than um helpful to you so you've got to be very cautious of that and you've got to ask yourself okay well why am I doing that why am I doing that it's creating pain why am I doing that stop get myself out of the road stop with my bullshit and just get out of house, you know yeah
2: now I just want to summarize um what you've said, because you have some amazing key points here. So I want to summarize it. And then what I'd like um, you to do is let everybody know what you're doing now, like um, how they can contact you. Cause there might be some people who need mentoring. There might be somebody that's done the course that want to write a book. Like I know, uh, um, I know someone who's doing the course to be a blogger. She oh, yeah, that's right. to be a blogger. So, and there will be others that um, want to consult and there'll be others that want to just go into people's pantries or change Communities or change um, tuck shops. And so there's many things that they can do. So they may want a mentor, Rach, and I know you're an amazing mentor, but what, what I got from you so far is that writing a list was the most important thing that really got you um, propelled on your journey. You were persistent and you realised that marketing was the most important thing. Um, I love Barry Bull's quote and your quote that you live by. No, only means today, not tomorrow. I love it. Um, Passion is really important. And I feel that people that are doing the Functional Nutrition Academy course are very passionate. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be doing this unless they had a passion. And some are doing it to save their husbands. Some are doing it to, you know, like I said, bloggers. They've got all different reasons. Some just want it for information. Yeah. Everything is about relationships um, when, and it's about getting to know that person. That they, they're not necessarily the high flyer. They could be a mum that's got three children and, and, you know, they have their own life. Um, and what's in common is it's solving a problem. You're solving someone's problem. But I love this one and we didn't, um, you know, I didn't reiterate it, but you said, I can do it. You said that to Dittner and Sandy. I can do it. I can go from two people to 500 people um, for your conference and you did it. I watched you do it. Um, Know your target market and suit the campaign to your target market. Learn what works and what you're good at. And I think that that's really important. And I know, Rachel, with Four Ingredients, you were good at marketing. You were the best. And um, the book is not necessarily the best cookbook that was ever out there, but the best marketer was doing it. And that's what created it being the best seller ever in um, the Australian history of of cookbooks. Uh, Effort, put some effort in and implement. Have a strategy, schedule, know your priorities and have discipline with that. Budget, that was something else I wanted to do to have a little bit of a, a thing with you because I remember when you had decided to not go bankrupt and you decided to pay off that huge debt and that was back in, you know, in the 1990s you were, you need, or 2000, you needed to pay that debt off. And I watched you um, budget like anybody. So I wouldn't say... Um, what you had said about yourself, which was that you were a little bit extravagant. I did see that extravagance happen when you started to make money. So I thought thought that you were the budget queen, Rach. Also, walk your talk, be a role model. So... I look at, every. I've written it all down because I think it, your strategies and your um, ideas and where you, what you've done and where you've come from because I've seen that and where where you have gone to. And, and I remember when you walked away from Four Ingredients, you walked away because it wasn't, even though um, it did brilliantly, it wasn't what you wanted to do and it wasn't your passion in the end and your passion is, is what you're going to tell us right now is what you're doing right now. So do you want to let everybody know what you're doing? Yeah, uh, thank
1: you. That's such a good summary too. God, you're awesome. <laughs> well done. Lovely. <laughs> instruction. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it wasn't my passion. Building something from nothing is my passion, it, whether it be for myself or helping someone else do it. I love, love, love taking a blank page and creating, just creating something amazing, something better than anybody else can do it something bigger better brighter and that the that that's the adrenaline for me you know it's just it's so exciting and it's so amazing so um right now um i am still mentoring i i I still mentor. I we've got a book production company. Um, the book production company is helpful for people that are writing eBooks or a, a proper paperback or hardback book, anything to do with that. So if you want an eBook for your website or whatever, we do that as well. We edit, we format typeset, design, front covers, back covers. Um, we also walk through people through that whole process. So, you know, um, there's a mentoring component there as well where I just help people through every fortnight. We jump on the phone. I go, okay, well, this is, where we're, this is what we're doing this week and this is what we're going to do next week. Now send that through to me. Let me have a look. Let me review that. Let's check it out. And that's with business and with books as well, um, either or. Um, but next year, I'm going to be starting something from nothing again and going additionally, I'll still keep my book production company, which is awesome and amazing. Mm-hmm. We're cracking out the most amazing books. Like last week, we did this book that was just, oh, blew my mind. It just blew my mind. I just thought, wow, a lady that had never written a book before and it was a channeled book. I mean you can imagine that just sings to my heart straight away, right, Cindy? Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> Christ, what a cracking book. Now this woman, she had dyslexia, she could not read, you know, all that sort of stuff, but she has written one of the best books I think I've ever seen. Mm. It's just amazing. But you know what? Completely fearful. She fought, kicked, punched argued, bitched, whinged, and did, cried the whole way through, the whole way through. But I can tell you, you know, it was, what was it, maybe about 12 weeks? She's done and dusted and she got the book yesterday and she's just crying with tears of joy. I mean, that sort of thing. Can you believe I get to do that? It's just, it, I'm, oh, uh, you know, it just it makes me feel so... Oh, teary, to be honest. I'm just so excited and so happy I get to do that. It's just amazing. So I would never give that up. Um, They say never say never. I know that. But, you know, right now I've got no intentions of giving that up because I really just enjoy seeing other authors feel and experience what I have felt and experienced. Um, I've got the two books coming out in January. Uh, We're going to do a soft release on my fan page, um, Rachel Birmingham on Facebook and whatnot um, in the next two or three weeks. So that's going to be really cool Mm. pre-Christmas. And it's about marketing, of course. One's about marketing, one's about writing. And um, so just jump online to Rachel Birmingham on that one. And um, we do online programs. We do do logos, Cindy. We design flyers. Mm. We do a lot of design work, which is really cool for me because that really – Um, fulfills a portion of what I can do and what I am you know so I really enjoy creating all these funky little designs and things like that so that's really awesome and um and then next year yes next year will be a big year for me because I've had this idea for business uh, a business in my head for the last couple of years it is something really Connected to my soul, and I can't wait to get that kicked off. So, I'm not saying anything about (laughs) that, but it's completely left wing from anything I've ever done. I've never done anything like this. Um, But I have the business name, I have everything. In my head, and ready to start, you know, kicking that off. So, this time next year, there'll be another business under the Rachel Birmingham banner, and um, but it won't be called Rachel Birmingham. It will be something completely different. So you you'll probably see it, and you go, you'll have no idea that I'm behind it, but you'll you'll hear about it. You will hear about it, <laughs> and I'm really excited about that. It's just something that's not. It, it is a um, a gap in the market, and something that I've always wanted. And I'm looking forward to providing that
2: and actually getting out there and doing something a bit different. Yeah, be good. Creating and building something from nothing. I'll make sure that they have a link um, to all of your your um, your Facebook and is it your website too, RachelBirmingham.com? Is it? Yeah, it is. Thanks, Syd. Yes, that they've got a link because that's what these uh, students and graduates are doing. Is they are building something from nothing. They they realise there is a niche in the market that people. Uh, need coaching, like they may go to their doctors and be told, "Well, you're going to have to do a lifestyle change," and they they don't know how to do it. And so the doctors don't have time, or the chiropractors, or whoever it is, don't have time. But these these graduates been... that th- these participants do.
1: And look, mm. you know, this is. I just want to speak directly to the participants here. No. You know, you are you are going to be scared. There is going to be times when you are going to get you're going to doubt yourself. Don't let that stop you don't put the brakes on you that that serves a really good purpose because that allows you to stop rethink reconnect recalculate and replan you know that that's that's good stuff that's good stuff anytime you're you're wondering that's great because that that's urging you to get to a place of truth about where you are going and what you're doing so and and don't let yourself um, be stopped either by things that are presented to you and you think, oh, my God, that just sounds like I, don't, I can't even get my head around that, can't even get my head around it because, you know, you every single person listening to this is, is destined for something amazing. You all have been given this opportunity. You've all made this opportunity happen. Now, just think about it for a moment. It's there, you've got it now do it your way now do it your way put your heart and soul into it go where it feels right to maximize this opportunity and some of it you will think to yourself oh i just don't know if i can do that just give it a go just give it a go breathe through it, suck it up. I remember I made that phone call to that TV show and honestly I had it in my schedule at 9 o'clock that morning. It took me till 2.30 in the afternoon to do it because I just, I was so terrified. By the time I picked up the phone, I had no time to ass around basically, because I had to go get Jackson. I had 15 minutes. I had to pick up that phone. Otherwise that was going to hang over my head and be there the next day. But I knew that if I picked up that phone and made that phone call, it would change my life, but it will also change a lot of other people's lives as well. And I was, the passion drove me to do it. The passion and the belief in what I was doing drove me to pick up that phone. When my belly I was two seconds away from throwing up, being so scared about doing it. But I did it. I picked it up. I thought, just pick up the bloody phone before your brain figures out what you're doing. Quickly, quickly, quickly. And so I picked up that phone. I made that phone call. And that really did change the course of everything that I've done from here on in. And it, it, it produced such insanely amazing results far more than what I ever thought possible. So just when you think you you know where you're going to be this time next year and that's a great thing, you do need to have a direction and a place to go, you will far surpass yourself and, and your own expectations and your own dreams by simply putting one foot in front of the other. Sometimes you will need help, find a mentor, call out to Cindy, you know, talk to somebody that is, is going to cheer you on or support you. But you will get there if you only get out of your own head and get out of your own way and just allow it to happen. And I think something
2: I didn't write down is that, it, that the whole message is that there's something bigger out there than what, what you are that needs this message. And, and, you know, like if I talk about health, we're looking at a very sick population and so... Everybody needs to get out there because the health professionals do not have the time to do what these guys can do, and they're, they're, they're so lucky, Cindy, uh, you and
1: your participants. They they are so lucky. They look at the market. Look at the market. It is ginormous. Mm. The possibilities of how to market this are insane. You wouldn't even be able to write them all down. It is, there is such an insane opportunity here. And and if you're thinking about bigger picture, and yes, it is above you, think about how many people you... Of how many lives you'll save how many lives you'll change for the better think about how happy those people will be when they are gifted with the with the knowledge that you now have you know it's just oh my gosh the marketing of this is just diabolical it's just one of those things that could just honestly you, you just don't know where it's going to go because it's so huge that it's so you t- you're talking about most of the bloody population here yep you know, in one shape or form, it doesn't even matter if they've got, if, if they're over, overweight or whatever, if they want to lose weight or whatever. I'm talking about the people that are depressed. You know, there's one in five people that are going to face depression in their lives. I'm talking about the people that have got diabetes. I'm talking about the people that have got heart disease. I'm talking about the people that uh, got chronic anything, anything at all. I'm talking about the people that have got dementia. You know, like all these, look at that market. Look at that market. And the way to change that, the way that you can be effective is to get your
2: message out there. And I think it's very a very noisy market, but I like what you said, Rach. Do it your way. Do it your way with heart and soul and you can't go wrong. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good spot to um, end on. And I, I just want to thank you, Rachel, because I've watched you and, and I want everybody to know that Rachel is an amazingly hard worker. Um, but she's also an effective and smart worker. And it wasn't just about, you know, you, you were an overnight success. You had many failures, and like beginning and then you did really well and then, you know, things happen in life, um, such as nine eleven, <laughs>
1: Such as nine eleven, such as getting poor advice from <laughs> someone that you trust, you know. Oh, geez, you know, girls... And boys, whoever's listening, you know, there's been a few few times I've fallen flat on my ass. You know, that I'd be, I think the biggest hit I ever had was losing two point eight million dollars. That you know, because I believed it, or you know, just handed handed my stuff over to other people that I trusted and I shouldn't have. You know, always keep it keep it simple. Then you can you can keep your hand on the pulse and things like that. So you just got to, but you do have to work smarter. You do have to work. Um, I wouldn't say harder, but you just do have to put effort in. You've got to put effort in. The minute you put effort in, things change. The, the energy changes. The universe provides, all that sort of stuff. You know, I don't work till 3 o'clock in the morning every night anymore. In fact, I'd be lucky to work till, you know, midnight or, or one o'clock in the morning once a month or once every couple of months now because I don't need to, you know, I've learned, I've I've done all that. I've I've tried and tested and I've I've tweaked everything to a point now where it's, you know, I've got a really you know, i have probably work five hours a day or something like that, four or five hours a day, and that's it. But it took me a while to get there. But you know, this conversation and me sharing some of this information hopefully will help you adjust what you're doing in your life so that you can learn through my mistakes and not have to go through them like I did and not work nearly as hard like gosh if I knew what I knew now even you know five years ago life would be a lot lot different you know I would have you know, yeah, it's a lot different. It would be a lot different, but you know what? I've got it now and that's what you've got to focus on. You've got this information now too. So yeah. how will
2: that help you right this minute? And I think that that's a really good point is that, you know, don't make the mistakes. There are people out there such as yourself um, and myself and, you know, like mine is in nutrition, yours is in marketing and mentoring, but there are people out like out there that have been doing it for as long as we've been doing it and, we, we, we know it and we can teach that. And I, I think that that's the most important thing. And that's why um, I had you, Rachel, is I wanted your experience um, for all of my students and my graduates because it's, it's those experiences and being succinct in these are the mistakes, let's not go there, this is what's worked, let's do this. So... Um, yeah, James, don't ever be afraid to ask, the,
1: ask any question. Any or ask for help. Um, that's mm. you, you're not going to grow. You're not going to evolve if you do not ask for help. Don't be. Don't sit there and go. Oh, that's uh, you know. They would think this about me. They would think that about me. No, 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 no. Don't do that. I just mentored a, a woman uh, this week. Actually, this week, a Telstra Businesswoman of the Year. Her wheels are falling off. Mm. You know. So there you go. Like you know, it's just you. It, it, you. Everybody, every single body has challenges. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to understand it doesn't matter where you are. You could be just starting off, you could be making millions and millions of dollars. You still need support. Mm-hmm. And women will go and they'll have some drinks with each other and they'll talk about kids, they'll talk about their sex life, but they won't talk about their budget. They won't talk about their real dreams. They won't say, I need help with such and such. They won't do it. Like that to me is the most amazing thing ever. You know, nine times out of 10, the women that come to me will sit there and tell, you know, their friend how much, how much sex they have or whatever, but they won't actually say the real, the real pain, you know, they won't talk about the real pain in their life. Please do, please be honest and please reach out and ask for support.
2: Well, as everybody can see, Rachel is a wealth of knowledge and inspiring and, t- uh, and a, a, a true teacher. So thanks, Rach. Thank you. Um, so if you've enjoyed this podcast, then please
1: make sure you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Post all your comments and feedback there or any thoughts that you might be able to help us or you can go to
2: thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and post your comments and feedback there too. Please don't forget if you want to come and have some of these rabbit hole amazing conversations
1: where we may be able to set up something. But apart from that, thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Kelly. I'm sure everyone will agree that we are all part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We look forward to seeing you next week, guys. Take care.